0: The Testimony, The Testimony, The Testimony, with Paula Brion, yeah, yeah, the diva for Christ, yeah, oh, why don't you, why don't you tune in every Tuesday at 9 Eastern Standard Time. Yeah. You are listening to The Testimony with host Paula Briard, a.k.a. Diva for Christ. And in case you don't know what that stands for, it's the divinely inspired vessel appointed and anointed for a time such as this. Hey, every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, you don't want to miss on speaker.com.
1: Hey, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, God bless you everybody and welcome to another uplifting and wonderfully inspiring day of the testimony, yes, this is your host of course Paula Breon, the diva for Christ and you know before we do anything with this show, we go to the throne of God, so just bow your heads and let's go there on today. Father God, I just thank you for another another moment of just allowing me to open my eyes and to be able to bestow this show that you gave to me to your listeners. Father God, I just ask that you would just keep me for a time such as this and and just Have your way in this show, Lord, like you do every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Lord, allow them not to see me, but to see you in everything that I do with this show. Father God, we just ask. All this in the precious name above all names. Ah, Jesus, hey, God bless you. God bless you. Amen, amen, amen. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome to another wonderful Tuesday of just filled with wonderful knowledge and and just wonderful just vibes and good feelings and and just uplifting uh, anointings by Oh, God. Oh, I tell you, this is what we get on this platform, honey. You would get nothing less than that. Well, you know what? We are going to bring you another wonderful show on today. Filled with knowledge, education, and all that good stuff we bring to you on today. The listeners, get ready, sit back and enjoy this ride. This woman of God is coming to you live. She's been on this platform before, and I'm welcome, welcoming her back because she just has so much knowledge of royalties and, and, and just all the stuff that record companies and record labels are, the, the artists need to know on, on getting into this wonderful, wonderful business of music, Um, and she specializes in this thing, and she goes by the affectionate name of my sister, Cheryl Potts, and I know we have her on the line of clear-cut royalties, and she's going to give you a whirlwind of information, what you need to know for do-it-yourself record labels. Honey, we are coming to you live and in effect. Is my girl Cheryl on the line.
2: Hi, Paula. What a wonderful introduction of this Marlon from ear to ear.
1: You are all that and a bag, girl. You know. You know you all that. How are you, my love? God bless you, and welcome, welcome again this second wonderful time of you, just being here and, and being uh, just led by God just to be here and educate folk on this thing that they need to know if they want to get into this wonderful music industry. They need to know all these wonderful facts. But this time, we're getting a little spiel on things. Last time you came on, we were talking about royalties and, and the, the actual offices that deal with uh, the, the writing, songwriting as far as BMI, ASCAP, that kind of good stuff. But today, we coming to you live On another part, what you need to know for do-it-yourself record labels. And uh, my girl's going to brief y'all and get y'all ready because, you know, all these folks, Cheryl, they talking about, come on in. I got this label. I'm starting my label. Girl, girl, girl. What these people need to know. What I mean, what is usually included in record label artist agreements that they need to know?
2: Well, first, Paula, thank you very much for inviting me back to your uh, podcast the second time. I'm really, really excited to talk with you and to your audience. So yes. I just have to say thank you. So Always. I think it's helpful to um, first start talking a little bit about what is included in record label um, artist agreements. I do have to say sidebar, for a lot of independents or uh, record labels that are just starting out themselves, anything that's in an agreement is negotiable. So I first want to just cover what's typically in a recording agreement for record labels, and then Hmm. we'll maybe talk about some of the differences for your do-it-yourself record labels or independent record labels. So whatever I describe tonight, we have to also have a little carrot saying that it, it doesn't mean that every agreement is the same because every agreement could be different. And right. um, also based upon what you negotiate. So starting out, what's some of the things usually in an artist's agreement? One, artists, uh, who owns the masters? Typically, when a record label gives an artist agreement, there will be a discussion or a paragraph in that agreement that says, who owns the masters? Next, it will also hmm. go through artist royalty. How are you going to get paid? What is your percentages? When are you going to get the artist agreement? What actually is going to be included in the payment of the artist's royalties. Mm. If there's any ad- if the record label is given an artist advance, that would also be included in the agreement. Also, licensing of the artist songs. I know we talked about previously, um, Paula, that there is two different copyrights included in one audio track. When an mm-hmm. artist writes her own songs, that is a different copyright, and that's generally not transferred to the record label because the record label deals with the recording, which is the second copyright, the sound recording. So in an artist's agreement that the record label will have, it will ask the artist the permission, and it's generally underneath licensing of, of, of songs, which is also mm. underneath a title called Control Composition. That's a whole nother mm. conversation. Oh. And then another, <laughs> thing that's also, another thing that's also included many times is options. Uh, is the record label going to give you a one-album deal, or if your album does well, we're going to give you another album deal, and if it does well, how many options? So those are just some of the few areas that are uh, typically in an artist agreement that a record label gives to an artist.
1: Wow, heavy order. Girl... I told Listeners, you are being educated because I am still being educated. You just don't know this business until you know this business. And it's just so wonderful, Cheryl, that you would take the time to do this. So many new artists, new labels need this information. And I just really, really so appreciate you for coming out um, and, and, and finding the Not Robbery to be uh, all that you could be to those people searching this information and needing this information. Um Well, you know, we got one more question for you now. You know I'm coming with all the questions in case people want. Um, How does record labels become to own an artist master? Like how is it done? Because that's something that I think artists need
2: to know. Yes, 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 yes. Many people believe that the record label actually gets to own the artist masters because they pay them that is incorrect can i read Woo I,
1: I got some money to go <laughs> collect wait a, wait a minute cheryl i got some money to go collect hold the fort hold the fort y'all because there's some folks is owning my masters and i i'm coming
2: at you now i'm sorry i just had to put that out there <laughs> yes 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 a lot of people have a misconception that the record label is going to give me a $100,000 advance, and even that advance, we'll talk about that, that that's how they get to own my masters, but it's not true. Mm. Ownership Mm, mm, mm. Ownership of masters is actually from a creative process, meaning ownership of a copyright. Master actually is a sound recording. It's actually a copyright uh, uh intellectual property. Record labels are not creative. How the record label become owners of the masters is because in the artist agreement, there is a paragraph that's titled Work for Hire.
1: Yes. And
2: in that Paragraph. It says, "Artist, you will, uh, you will rent the company. You will assign the rights of the artist that's performing in that master that is delivered to the company. You will sign it to us, and we will become the owners." Oh my god! So <laughs> Yes, it has nothing to Lord. do with money. It has nothing mm. to do with money. Now, mm. just because, mm, because the what the Copyright Office says about sound recording, it says this: it could be the performer who is performing in the sound recording, maybe the owner. But it also says and. There is an and, A-N-D. And it Mm. may be the producer who is creating the sounds and adding the horns and adding all of the, the bells, the whistles, and then actually recording during the time the artist is performing in the studio. It's being recorded. And when that recording is finished, It may be the producer who may own the sound recording. And then there's another statement that says, or it could be both. So what a record label needs to do is not only get a signature that the artist, through a work for hire, is transferring their rights to the record label. When the producer comes along, the producer has that same work for hire paragraph in the producer agreement to transfer the rights over to the record label. And when both of those rights are transferred, that's how they become owners of master's. Oh my gosh!
1: Woo! I tell you, mm, that that's that's devastating. <laughs> Blunt and real. I just could. Yeah, we've been lost. We a lot of artists have really been lost in that world, sis. I'm I'm telling you, you really are educating right here. You really are. Um, well, okay, so let me ask. The, I'm sorry. Which I'm sorry. I didn't want to cut you off.
2: Yeah, I want to say one other thing. That transfer of rights, the work for hire, or transfer of the rights from the artist to producer, it's not just major record labels. Your independents that are out there, that are releasing <laughs> two four CD babies, you know, get them, Cheryl, shows, yeah. get them, Cheryl. Mm. Just because you have an artist to sign an agreement, because I'm Mr. Record Label unless that artist assigns their rights over to you, you don't own that master. Mm, mm.
1: Okay, so let me ask the obvious question. So why don't record labels return the masters back to the artists once they have been dropped from the label? Because there's so many artists that have been dropped from the label. Why wouldn't the, the record company re, like give them back their masters? And what if the artist pays back the record label, all the money they spent on the, art, or, on the artist? Can they still get their masters back?
2: I'm going to give you a hidden secret. And there may be a lot of people who are going to disagree with the statement that I'm getting ready to say. Everybody thinks that the record label is in the business of selling music. And I disagree. The record labels in the copyright business. Why do I say they're in the copyright business? First of all, ownerships of a master will be owned many, 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 many years after the artist is no longer signed. Now, a record label can sign an artist and the album will be horrible, lose a whole bunch of money. But they're not they will fight you tooth and nail. For getting back the master simply because the master is an intellectual property and it has value and so the record label while you know they early they can probably say well you're not recouped meaning that i gave you a hundred thousand dollars and go in the studio and you in the album only uh, uh only uh received ten thousand dollars in sales and so they're saying that, you know, oh, well, you're not recouped. So that's possibly a very valid reason. But however, mm. time time and time and time again, we see that they still will not give up the masters. It's because <laughs> they want to own that copyright, that sound recording right forever. They want to own it forever. Mm. And they will fight you Mm-hmm. And unless you have a really, really good attorney if they're going to negotiate uh, the rights. I have been an administrator for over 18 years, and I've only saw one time where an artist was able to get their rights back from the master. And actually this artist was on a Motown record and had Several albums, but one of those agreements, there was a re, there was clause on if you don't come if you don't do X Y and Z, it can revert back to the artist. And the artist was able to get their master back, but the attorney who referred the artist to me is a bad mama jamma <laughs> for her to be able to, um, you know, have the agreement and and having the agreement to be able to, up against a major record label, to be able to revert back. And I worked with the administration on the album, take down notices and everything else to um, uh, actually have the royalties and everything come through now the artist company. She wasn't able to get all her masters back, but she was able on this one album able to get it back. She may have had a different let me
0: ask
2: Let me ask you, because I,
1: I, I definitely saw, and I think most people have heard about uh, uh, Anita Baker and the fact that she won over her, uh, her uh, I guess, a catalog of all the songs um, she had actually won. Is this similar to what you're talking about? Is this the same situation, or is,
2: was hers a little different? Well, I would say it was similar, but you have to remember, songs have to do with publishing. Right, so there may be an, a reversion in um, her publishing agreement. So, and, and whatever those terms may be, but um, the record label again is for the artist or sound recording agreement. But yes, it mm. would be similar that there's some okay. kind of clause that may be in the artist agreement or um, the. Publishing agreement that will trigger what is called a you know a reversion back to the original owner or creator in this case. Okay, all right, yeah, this
1: is thick. This is thick because so many so so many artists have been taken advantage of by labels. Um, and uh, like you said, their publishing just stripped. Totally from them from a hundred percent. And I think that's a lot of what the fights were back in the day. Um, you know, artists lost out on a lot. Songwriters lost out on a lot dealing with major uh, labels. So, you know, it's, it's, you know, Oh, what would you say? And this is going off task for a minute. Well, not going off task, but what would you say the best things uh, about being an independent label or a label starting out right now? What what would you consider to be one of, like, a few of the best things at this point, uh, looking at we're in a whole nother genre of music and entertainment and how it all works, you know, in conjunction with all these, you know, uh, uh these, these Internet stuff and, and all of it, because I'm, I'm seriously computer, duh. I am really, uh, you know, so all these different sites and different things that offer all this stuff. Like, in light of what's going on, what does that say to an independent label at this time?
2: Well, independent label has been a little bit more artist-friendly than some of the major record labels, right, because
0: mm-hmm. um, they mm-hmm.
2: – want to be a lot more fair and transparent. So uh, independents have been a lot more artist-friendly. There is a lot mm-hmm. of, like, maybe fault net deals where there, um, that the record label will um, also um, offer the, the artist, after all the expenses and everything comes through, we're just going to split 50-50. Which is a more favorable Mm. way instead of your traditional record label, which will say that I'm going to give you 16 points, or which is 16% of what comes in. So a net deal may may be a little bit favorable, but you have to really um, look at all of the all of the agreements to make sure that works best for you. Um, Other things that that I Mm -hmm. excuse me.
1: No, 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 um, it's okay. Cause I, I was going
2: to ask something. This is all right. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I don't want to stop you, girl. <laughs> all right. Mm-hmm. Other things that um, I have seen is um, some of the record labels will actually give all of the, in the statement. It will show you line by line by line what was sold from the store. Instead of just, ah, you sold 100 units or 1,000 units, some of the um, independent labels will actually show you more line by line of each store or um, each download, each stream. It will give you the details of uh, what was actually brought in, and then you will see the split between the record label and what the artist is going to get. Another thing which are more flavor, favorable would be licensing of their songs because licensing of songs underneath what is called a controlled composition that's included in an artist agreement because an artist agreement has to do with the track, the sound recording. It does not have anything to do with the songs. But a record label still has to get permission from the song writer or song owner, or publisher. So they will add the permission in that artist agreement underneath a paragraph called artist um, controlled compositions. Now, mm. the way that a record label is, it's not favorable underneath the control compositions because they will ask you for a reduced royalty rate, and they will only give you the rate of the date of release. It won't rise when the, when the mechanical rate rise. As we all Hmm. heard, the mechanical rate is going to rise, and hopefully in January. We're still waiting to hear back from the copyright royalty judges if it's going to uh, be risen from $0.09 to $0.12. But the control compositions may not be in the um, agreement, but just have licensing of, of your compositions, ask for it, and just say that it's the statutory rate. In other words, they're not reducing that rate to you wow. and then also um, also it may you know maybe it would have some favorable terms on you know we only will keep the albums or you know for the masters only for so many years and revert back to you or sharing. There are some people mm-hmm. who already have their albums. Create it right, and they come to a record label, and then the record label will license that album. So there mm-hmm. are some favorable ways that independents um, can work with uh, work with some uh, artists. Now, I am going to give some credit that their larger record labels are starting to realize that they have not been very favorable, such as BMG. BMG um recently, well not recently, but earlier this year said that they would no longer write those control compositions in their agreement because they weren't favorable. And it was a shock that a lot uh that a major record label actually said they're not doing any longer. Sony um Sony Records just recently said that um they're no longer gonna I think they're gonna no longer hold them or um for or from the past, or they were going to release uh, some of the um, the control that they had earlier from some of the older artist agreements. So some of the record labels see that they have not, some of the terms have not been favorable, and are trying to right the wrongs, but they still have a long way to go. Mm mm
1: mm. mm. Wow! Wow! Ooh, well, you you definitely given, given it, uh, given this knowledge to, to both label and artist. So I'm, if there's any artists and labels out there that's listening, I'm hoping that you are in tune with this information and you're being fair uh, across the board and that the artists are being knowledgeable on what they should be expecting and vice versa. Um, is there only artist royalties? Uh, that the artist gets from the record label, or is there other types of royalties the artist can also receive? Because I heard a few things um, that I didn't even know or wasn't privy to back in the day that they now have that can
2: help artists with their royalty search. Okay, so record labels, is typically just the artist. Ro- well, no, well, let me step back because what I just said was getting ready to say was incorrect. There are many different types of royalties from record labels in the record label it will um, typically be your artist' royalties and then they will also go in and talk a little bit about um royalties from syn from i want to say sync but synchronizations for publishers for more of um your um, videos or if you're um, if your're um, if they had licensing of your particular master for different events such as you know nowadays you have video games and other types of uh, licenses that are coming out that they will get a you know a payment for that and then also, as I mentioned earlier, record labels have to pay um, published songwriter slash publishers for their songs, so they will also mm. pay what is called the mechanical royalty for the, um, mm. the artist. However, there is some other outside royalties for the artists that you should actually be aware of. One is the sound exchange for digital performance royalties for non-interactive um, streams. What does mm. that mean, Cheryl? Mm-hmm. Sound stage collects royalties from, let's say, a Pandora, uh, let's say from Sirius XM, let's say from an internet radio, let's say from music care that you see on TV sometimes. These mm-hmm. are royalties that may be streamed, but they're different than royalties that an Apple Music or a Spotify may um, have. Those royalties is what falls underneath from, all right. So the royalties for sound exchange is non interactive. And non interactive means that I can listen to a go to Pandora for instance and I can search for the artist that I like. Let's say I like I like Adele or you know, I like a Tamil man, or you know, whatever artist that I go into spot. Of, excuse me, Pandora search, and there, and it's called a, a radio. So Pandora will play songs that may be Tamil man, for example, but they will also play songs that are Tamil man like. So that means if yeah. I like Take Me to the King and I want to play Take Me to the King 10 times, I'm not able to do that on Pandora. I can't click, you know, play this song. It plays whatever is on that playlist, and I cannot pick and choose what song I want to play. That is called non-interactive. That means I cannot interact by playing or picking what I want to choose. I can pick a playlist and they will play songs mm. of that artist. Mm. But if I want to mm. take me to the king, if it's not on that playlist, or maybe play once an hour or whatever, I can't play it over and over. Whereas Spotify, Spotify uh, and Apple Music, typically you can go in and find your, in this case, a Tamil Manor. You can play that, click that, click that button ten times if you want, and listen to that song over and over and over mm. That is called an interactive stream. So wow. the interactive stream is actually produces a mechanical stream, but that's for the songwriter. So there is an organization called the MLC, the Mechanical License Collective, that will collect your royalties for those interactive streams for the artists' songwriter's songs. But just like lot of, if you don't play it, you ain't in it. If you don't sign up, you won't get your royalties. So you will have to go to the mlc.themlc.com and sign up so you can get your interactive royalties for the songs that the artist creates. But the mm. artist will also sign up for SoundExchange because SoundExchange collects for the Pandora that I mentioned earlier, Mm-hmm. And they will pay the artist. It's a digital performance royalty for the artist. Now, this is different. Do not get this confused with your ASCAP, BMI, or CSAT, because those are also performance royalties. But those performance royalties are for songs. Sound mm. exchange is for the artist's performance, for the artist singing in that audio track there's a difference now if you use background singers you got the girls on there they're doing some background singing in the studio with you if you're you know performing and recording a song I would recommend that you tell the background sing- singers to go and register with the after sag of uh, the sag after fund because sound exchange will send 5% of the artist's royalties over to those background singers so they can also get a royalty. Mm. That uh, artist royalties, excuse me, sound exchange pays for what is called the feature artist. If you're the only artist and you're performing the song, you are the main headline, you know, this is uh, Paula's song, you know, that, you know, she's singing Take Me Home or whatever, but the right, artist right. the artist is Paul is Paula. So Paula will get her royalty from Sound Exchange for the artist's digital um, performance royalty. Mm-hmm. But your but your background singers and this also includes session musicians will also mm-hmm. get their royalty from the um SAG after fund. So,
1: But they would have to sign up, of course. They, they would have, to, they sign have to sign
2: up. Yes, you have okay. to sign up. And okay. I've told several people about this fund, and um, actually they had royalties sitting there for them. And I'm going to give you the correct um, site of the, of the um, where this fund is. It's Actually, the correct term is a-F-M-SAG-AFTRA. So it's afm sag aftra O R G. Again, it's for session musicians and non-featured artists. You, you, as an artist, should be signed up to sound exchange for the feature artist to get the royalty. Okay, then, so let okay, me ask you this. Let me ask you this really
1: quick before you go on to the next thing. With these particular uh, uh, agencies, um, have, can how far can they go back? Is there limits to how far they can go back? Um, you know, because I've got stuff from eighty nineteen eighties. 1980s. You know, some people got stuff probably from the 1970s. Um, how far back do these, these companies go, and how long have they been around? Because some of them I've never even heard of until now, you know, until yeah. recent years.
2: Yeah. Okay. Have been around for the, the AFM SAG after fund has been around a long time. Let me tell you something. They have been collecting royalties for a long time. Actually, they also have another fund that is claimed um, that is, uh, it escapes me right now. It really escapes me right now, but it, it falls underneath the um, – okay, it I really escapes me what the term is. But they also collect – years ago, the Copyright Office had um, sued the makers of uh, DVD, cop, you know, used to be able to copy uh, rip a rip of CDs. Um, off, you know, of a CD, there was different types of tools, and the manufacturers came out with tools for you to make copies of CDs. Well, the Copyright Office said, well, that's not right for doing that. So the Copyright Office went into the um, agreement over these manufacturers, and they used to pay out royalties um, to the Copyright Office, and they would pay it out for all of the uh, recordings also. But um, lately, there has been um, – they're actually stopped paying because I think, you know, CDs is not around that much. But it also falls underneath the DART. I think it's the DART fund because you may see that when you register for ASCAP or BMI. Again, they, ASCAP or BMI would ask you for um, – let me see, and that may be the wrong term too, but I want to say DART, uh, B-M-I, DART Royalties. And is that uh, D-A-R-T? D-A-R-T? So, okay. that, that's D-A-R-T, right? No, it's D-A-R-T, yes. So BMI um, actually would collect them too, but I think there's been a hold on it. But I did search. It says BMI additionally receives Modest amount of royalties from compulsory copyright royalties paid by manufacturers and distributors mm. of certain digital audio home recording devices and blank recording media, which are the Dart royalties. CMI mm. distributors okay. using performance available. But you have to opt in. Right. So a lot of times yep. if you're signing up for a BMI, it's something that a lot of people is like, what the heck is that? Now, I used to sign up a lot of people, you know, through my administration years, uh, one of the tasks will say, sure, oh, you, know, sign, you know, sign up my songwriter or sign, you know, with uh, the BMI or whatever. And I always was like, well, what the heck is a dark royalty? And that's what it is. See, yeah. that's what I'm
1: saying. As an artist, I don't know these things. Most artists don't know these things. They come into wanting to sign. They sign to the label. That's it. They don't really realize that there's, there's much more other than BMI and just ASCAP. It's, it's just so much more. And for years, we get taken you know because we we don't have this knowledge. So again, I just thank you listeners if you're out there if you're an artist, songwriter, a label, these are things that you need to know. So please, please don't hesitate. I'm going to take the time right now just to have my sister to give out her pertinent information um, so that you can reach out to her. Um, and also, we're doing a part two. Uh, we're, we're doing a little, you know, we're going to come to you live, but I'm going to let her explain all that, uh, what we're going to do on tomorrow. But definitely, Cheryl, can you give them some information where they can get to you? Because I know that these are some, you know, some artists that are young, they don't know, some of that are old that need to know. <laughs> Get let them know, girl, how they can get a hold of you because you just all that. <laughs>
2: yes, 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 yes. Feel free to give me um, you can email me at Cheryl C-H-E-R-Y-L at Clearcut C-L-E-E-R two E K-U-T dot com. I would also recommend that you go out to our website, which is Clearcutroyalty.com. When you go to our main website, there should be a pop-up button to um, add yourself to our mailing list Um, because I do quite a bit of different educational webinars. I just recently started what is called From the Desk of Cheryl Potts. And that is um, uh, an email that I send out to people for different things that I see that may concern you and your royalties or something that would benefit Mm. from you. So I just recently started from the uh, desk of Cheryl Potts. But guess what? Once again, if you don't sign up, you're not going to get the detailed information. And I really want to encourage everyone – you have got to educate yourself. Stop leaving it to your managers. Stop leaving it to your yes, lawyer. Yes. The lawyer is there to assist you to be part of your team. But you gotta sit down and learn it. How many people turn around have so yes. sued the lawyer or sued the manager? And uh uh-uh, uh, don't don't talk about them you didn't know. You need to sit down and learn it yourself. Because if you're putting out recordings and or if you say that you're in the music business, well, guess what? If you ain't handling your business, you're just doing this as a hobby. Because the music business, guess what, it is a business. And if you don't learn right. the business, that's right, you're going to be missing out on your royalties and money due to you. And it'll be nobody's fault if you don't honestly. Take a ton of <laughs>
1: knowledge knowledge is power and i just thank you so much with that um that that's that's words of wisdom that's truth that's fact so many hundreds of thousands of people have just been taken advantage for years and we are still quote unquote fighting for our rights fighting for what's justifiably ours so I truly appreciate you, um, Cheryl, so much for being who you are and being who you are in God's kingdom to make this kind of thing happen for people that really need that one-stop location to find out all they need um, with ClearCut. Um, I want you to talk about a little bit about ClearCut. What are the components that we can look forward to in joining ClearCut? What do you offer to artists, labels, uh, songwriters with ClearCut royalty?
2: Clearcut Royalty is a, is a platform that was designed by myself for 18 years of doing copyright and royalty administration. There was an artist, and she may even be listening this evening, who asked me many, many years ago if I was going to build a platform to, for me to automate my business as a music mm. professional um, to think about the independent artist. And other uh, music creators who are putting out their own music that is not signed to a record label, not signed to a music publisher. But guess what? Just because you're not signed does not mean that that work still has to be done. So we created a platform for you to be able to manage your own administration. If you say, I'm not giving up my publishing royalties, I'm keeping it to myself. Well, if someone asks you to use your music, what are you going to do? If you don't know that you need to issue a license for your work, then you're not really in the music business or you're losing potential revenue. You know what people say? Because I do a lot of administration myself, you create the license. But do you know what's in that license? Because sometimes, I'm not Mm. saying everybody, But sometimes it may be more favorable to the person who is creating a license for your song or your track than yourself. So our platform, we help educate you for you to learn how to do your own administration. We send out articles. We send out – we do webinars We make sure or assist you in making sure that you get all of your royalties due. You have somebody that was able to send an email, can I schedule 15 minutes with you? I have a question and I need help. And you're able to provide, you're able to have an administrator in your corner to help you, to assist you. We're not lawyers. I'm not going to don't take a place of a lawyer, but we have actually done the real work of administration mm. and will assist you. So the platform is very very um, easy to use. You can sign up online. I would encourage you to sign up soon if you're interested, because we the unfortunately the rates are going to raise, rise. There are going to be some changes. But um, you at least, um, if you sign up today, um, or you at least be able to get it at a very good price. Now, tomorrow we're going to expand on this same topic. I'm going to provide a webinar for you to learn more about artist agreements and what you, as an independent record label, for those labels that are listening, yes, should. Including with your artist agreements or artist relationships. The yes. part two, you have to sign up because you're going to get the Zoom link. And that link is available out on our Instagram at ClearCut Royalty. So, Instagram ClearCut Royalty, if you go to our mm-hmm. profile, there should be, there will be, and let me double check it, there's a link there where you can sign up for part two of tonight's topic, what do it yourself record labels need to know about artist agreements. We're gonna take a deeper dive.
1: Mm. And we and and so we need to. Yes, we need to. Uh, without a doubt, we need to know more about this, um, this business of music. Um, it, you know, it's a, a feel-good thing. You know, everybody loves music. It's a universal language, but there's just so much more to it when you're in the business of this music thing. And I'm just so glad that you, you chose to stop by, sis, and, and just educate, educate my, my people that are listening. Um, listen, if you're a songwriter a record label, uh, artist, you know, um, if if you're a musician, if you're anybody in the music thing, you need to definitely take part and be a part of this uh, wonderful experience on uh, tomorrow. Uh, Cheryl, Cheryl, is there anything that you want to leave with these wonderful listeners? Um, Just, 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 Tell them right now because they need to hear just one. Like, if you had one thing to say, what would you just advise, you know, those that are struggling and
2: don't know? Educate yourself. That's all I I can say. You have to educate yourself, and that's a very vast topic. But learn the music business. Learn your business. If you're an artist, you're a record label, Learn your business, not what you know you heard and maybe in baby in the studio or what someone else is right. yeah. Learn actually learn the business from someone who's actually done the work. Because there's a lot of people out there faking, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a lot of fake, but learn oh, yeah. from someone that um actually know. And there are other professionals like myself. I'm not saying I'm the only one. I am not saying that. But um, make sure that you, you're getting your educational um, experience from someone who not only talks it but walks it. Well, definitely I have to put
1: myself on out there, you know, as an artist uh, for so long and not knowing a lot of this, Um, a lot of new stuff that's been developing things that were out years ago, but no one was privy enough to and loved on me enough to let me know about these things so I could be protected and I could go out after things that I uh, needed um, and that I worked hard for. Um, It's, over 30-something years of music and and haven't seen half of what I'm doing. I'm just going out there and saying it. And I know there's other people that are sitting there figuring that you know, that, that was it. Um, you know, 30 something years later, you know, for me to look up and know that I had a billboard plaque that was due me. And of course there had to be money attached to that thing, but did anybody bother to tell me from the songwriters to to anybody, did they ever like just take the time to educate me and not jerk me? You know, it, it, no. And over 30-something years, <laughs> Cheryl, I get this plaque, um, you know, uh, sent to me. So it's like it's just so uh, disappointing to know that for so long people will do to you if you don't educate yourself um, on this this music game. So, you know, and again, I speak from experience. I, I definitely, you know, you have to artist. I'm speaking specifically to the artist right now, me, you need to get this knowledge. You need to be on this webinar. You need to get into these Zoom conferences and anything that Cheryl is offering. Please, my page is available paula Breon, i I make sure that I notate and and share everything that this wonderful woman uh bestows upon me, so please be looking um, there you know we're going to share all the stuff that you need to contact um and be uh, in touch with this wonderful woman and and just know knowledge is power knowledge is power and and you, you should not sit and 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 just constantly allow yourself to be taken you know God wants us to be excellent in everything that we do and we need to be experts on our own business because that's what it is it's your business your voice is your business your 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 uh wonderful fingers are your business and they're god-given and why would god want you to continue to go through this he would not so I'm just putting it out there, please. Again, I'm going to say it one more time. Give them some information like where they can contact you, where they can be, uh, uh, that one-stop location to reach out to
2: you, Cheryl. Again, it's Cheryl at ClearCut.com. And um, I'm really going to encourage you to go to ClearCutRoyalty.com. That's C-L-E-E-R-K-U-T. Royalty.com, And even if you sell it the other way, clear-cut dot, ClearCutRoyalty.com, we have a real redirect to our page, too. So either way, mm. sign up for our newsletter. Yes. And, Netta, and also yes. subscribe to the platform. If you're putting out music and you are managing artists, you really need to, um, and if you need assistance, or a platform to manage all of um, your artists royalties and licensing you can sign up also for record labels.
1: Mm. One-stop location for everything all yeah. of your needs and and that's what it's yeah. about, you know, so you don't have to be seeking and searching and you know this this platform allows you to embark on where your songs are playing all that good stuff you can track what country what city what i mean it, this this one-stop location is what you need in your life um especially you speaking about management you know where they need to know what their artists where where, where their artists are and, and where their music is and where it's being played and how they can get them uh, performances you know um, that's 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 real important you know what i'm saying for, for the artists for the people that work in their team to know where they are what what's their demographics right um means everything so guys get with it get with it i'm employing you and i just love this stuff oh my god thank you cheryl cheryl i mean you're just amazing you are amazing and so is clear cut royalties please we are going to uh We only have a few minutes, so I just want to, again, thank Positive Power 21 and my boy Jerry Royce for just bringing this wonderful platform to you every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and not finding it, Robbie. But, you know, before we go, before we leave this platform, we go to the throne once again on our way out. Uh, And I just would ask my sister to pray us out at this time. Cheryl,
2: Heavenly Father, thank you very much for um, this podcast this evening and the relationship that Paul and I have. She is truly a soldier in the Lord, Father God. Father God, yes, yes, I Lord. pray, it is my prayer that if there is just one thing that a listener has learned tonight, then I know that my job has been done. Father yes, God, thank you yes, so Lord. much for blessing me with the knowledge of the Copyright and Moralty Administration. And thank you for putting on my heart that it's my job to go out and to minister to the masters of uh, people, body of Christ, that are music creators to make sure that they, too, have this knowledge so I can hopefully um, help them and assist them in administering their music. Father God, thank you for using me. Father God, thank, thank you Lord. for um, this program this evening. And, Father God, I just pray for each and every listener you, on the show today that blessings come upon them yes. and their music yes. and their, that they are releasing you, to Lord. others. Father, thank you very yes. God. Thank you very much, Father God, for blessing each yes. and every one that can hear my voice this yes, evening. Lord. Blessings you, upon Lord. them. Thank you, Father God. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen.
1: Amen. God bless you again. My girl, Cheryl Potts, is in the house. <laughs> I love you, my sister. Thank you just for love blessing the listeners, blessing me. And I know you love me. I love you too, girl. You know, but definitely we will back, be back next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We love you. Jerry, I
2: love, love you. Bye. Bye.
0: The Testimony, The Testimony, The Testimony, with Paula Brion, yeah, yeah, the diva for Christ, yeah, oh, why don't you, why don't you tune in every Tuesday at 9 Eastern Standard Time. You are listening to The Testimony with host Paula Briar, a.k.a. Diva for Christ. And in case you don't know what that stands for, it's a divinely inspired vessel appointed and anointed for a time such as this. Hey, every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, you don't want to miss on speaker.com.